Hi friends and welcome to another episode of Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. I am your shovel giver, shovel user, uh, digger of holes. My name is Dusty Tunnel and um, that's kind of why it's called Digging Holes. So if you haven't figured that out, uh, thanks for for listening. Um, it, I always appreciate it and uh I know it's been a couple weeks since the last post, but uh, here we are. We've got a new one, and it's a good one. Uh, this episode is with my co- uh, comedian friend, Jacqueline Passaro, um, who is a dark, dark comedian. And by uh, by dark, I mean the content of her comedy is sort of messed up and uh, horrible and dark in that way uh, she's not a dark comedian in that her uh complexion or uh skin color is is dark like tan or or otherwise so she is just her uh her personality is dark is what i'm trying to get at and uh you'll gather that through this conversation um she's she's very very funny um i think there's not a lot of comedians that can do dark humor in a clever way that it's uh funny because you definitely have to be funny if you're going to say horrible things um like she does and so you should definitely check her out uh Jacqueline Passaro uh her name is spelled J A C L Y N P A S S A R O look her up on social medias and uh look out for any posts that she she puts up um with clips of her comedy and listen to it and you'll you'll get it you'll understand she turns disney princesses into uh just just sick jokes and she does a great job at it um as far as what's going on with me i think that i may be doing some comedy up in the oceanside north county san diego area pretty soon so look out for that um my friend is thinking he may put me up on one of his shows and that would be just terrific uh and i will let you guys know if and when that happens um besides that um just writing a lot i got a notebook and i've been writing lots of jokes and none of them are funny when i read them back so that's awesome but uh you know it's a part of the process so hopefully we'll figure it out make it funny um and I'm trying to get in shape, trying to run a half marathon with my roommate, and that is going about as well as the joke writing. Uh, I get out there and I run, and it's just awful. But, um, you know, I'm slowly making progress, and come June, I will be running 13.1 miles, and I'm going to finish it. I'm going to run the whole thing, and you can hold me accountable if you would like. So there's those things going on, and um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, please go to my website and let me know if there's any topics that you would like to be here discussed on the podcast, or if you would yourself would like to come on the podcast, or you have a friend that's interested in talking into a microphone for about an hour. Uh, I have the, the capability and resources uh, to make that happen. So let me know. Go to DustyTunnel.com, tunnel spelled with two L's. Uh, contact link is up in uh, in the upper right hand corner of the website click on that shoot me an email and uh, i'll get back to you as soon as i can um yeah and i'll stop boring you uh without further ado 
This is Jacqueline Passaro. recording Passaro 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 okay Jacqueline Passaro yep thank you for coming on oh yeah thank you um we were just we were just discussing your comedy ventures as of late and you were at La Brea Improv yeah La Brea Improv last night so fun cool did you perform with anyone that I would have known like I, I really only know you through Sally I think but um, Elijah Howard hosted. Yeah, he's yeah. really he was really cool. Awesome. Um Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Did you do any new stuff? Um, I did try like a couple of new jokes, but because it was my first time there, I wanted to make sure that I only did like tight material. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I do that a lot of times too. Actually that's pretty much all I do, and then when I have a new joke, I just try and squeeze it in the middle somewhere just to see. Like like you know have have like your your good setup that's gonna yeah, do yeah, well yeah. and then have something that's gonna recover if it if your new stuff just bombs real bad yeah 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 i'm know. dying to do the la jolla comedy store oh yeah it's um i've i've only done the the open mic there but it precedes a actual show so you get like um people coming in for the actual show so it's a it's actually a really good mic uh-huh. um because you have real audience members but it's kind of uh it's a different crowd because it's like rich white people primarily. So uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of um it's not like a bad crowd, but it's different though. It's um I mean it's rich white people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like I mean they're they're still good, they still laugh at things, but uh it seems like they're maybe a little more afraid to laugh at things oh, that are like yeah. That yes. they're not supposed to laugh at yeah, kind of a deal. I I want to do the Comedy Palace, too. I'm dying mm-hmm. to do that one. That one's cool. Um, not as big crowds there, but it's like a cool intimate place, though. The yeah, Comedy Palace. I'm, yeah. I'm dying to do there. I just feel like a lot of people have tons of fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my friend or guy that I know, Steven's the guy that kind of runs the mics and stuff there. Gab- Gabapur? Gabor? I don't know. He's cool funny guy soft-spoken have you done any san diego places no i haven't uh, you gotta come down yeah i'm dying too i yeah. don't know who to submit to though for the comedy palace um i'll give you steven's name and he does a lot of stuff there i don't know if he's the exact guy too but he could point you in the right direction though oh, okay yeah i met him a couple times he's a really nice guy um cool what do you have planned what do you have coming up um, I've stayed social next Wednesday, which is on um, Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I've fun show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen like ads or postings about that place. Yeah, it's that's really a good fun. one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really fun show. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's cool to perform on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty consistently. Yeah. Who yeah. Who's your friend that runs it? Uh, Nabil. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um, know, but. I know that name. Yeah. See, yeah, I see that name pop up a lot. Yeah, he's, he's funny. Sally good guy. knows him. Oh, cool. Yeah, Sally's going to come by tomorrow and do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. It's going to be so good and awkward. 
Sally talks and jokes. Mm-hmm. Like one time she was sitting in the back of the comedy store and she had a choker. And I said to her, hey, Sally, I really like that choker. Where did you get it? And she goes, China. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, she has, she's really up with uh, lingo, too. Like she's better at like current lingo than I am. So she'll say like a phrase like in casual conversation and I'll have no idea what she's talking about. I just, I think I'm too, um, I don't know, like too white or something. <laughs> like I don't, I, I got to get out there and like no more, no more lingo. Another time I was like, I think um, this girl knows you, Sally. And she goes, um, I know everybody. I've met everyone by now. I'm 50. <laughs> Who else is there to meet? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's so classic. Who else is there to me? And I'm just uh, like, oh my God, woman. Yeah. Like, she doesn't realize that she talks and, like, jokes. Like, I that's know. really who she is. Yeah, yeah. On stage, it's not really a character. She's no. really that. 100%. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of that kooky stuff really happens to uh-huh. her. Uh huh. I know. Funny. Yeah. Total, like, she's totally a Floridian, huh? Like, all the crazy, like, stuff that you hear about florida people yes Uh uh-huh yeah yeah. she's she's totally like tied into that i don't know where in florida she well i'll talk to her tomorrow (laughs) like hey let me interview about uh the person that i'm gonna talk to tomorrow um yeah i'll just uh do that tomorrow so um are you running any mics or anything so i run shows sporadically not I was running stuff ongoing, but I still produce stuff, yeah. just not consistently. But I changed like the name of my show to What's Wrong With Being Horrible. <laughs> and <laughs> I did good. it at Skip Town Theater twice because I think that's a funny name. And eventually I would like when I start like doing albums and stuff, that to be like the first title. Yeah, uh, it's it's a funny name and a legitimate question, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so i put like a bunch on the flyer i put like a a bunch of criminals and and stuff on it versus comics because i think that okay it's really there's so many comics unless you're super famous people don't recognize them they may recognize like the material or maybe they'll see the fate like yeah you gotta be like in movies or something you have to be super famous yeah for really anyone in LA to give a shit about like I hate to say it but it's true Mm -hmm. but most people know who John Gotti is (laughs) more than like more than so I figured to like do something I don't know maybe it would be more eye-catching people would be like what the heck is this (laughs) versus of you know a couple of faces that they may not recognize right not to say that I just as but I'm not trying to be negative, which I am sounding negative, but I just thought that maybe it no, would. I don't think so. I think that's legit. It's like good advertising, yeah. Um, because more and more like uh, comedy show flyers are looking pretty much the same. Like there's not there's not a lot of uh, uniqueness to them much anymore. You know, mm. like people are like uh, photoshopping themselves onto like like movie characters and stuff yeah. like that and. And I think that's cool and a lot of times funny, but uh, yeah, I mean that's a unique, that's a unique thing to do, and it totally fits your style of comedy too. Like yeah. probably the style of comedy show it's gonna be. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I tried it, um, but it's so hard to draw like 
audiences in LA. Yeah, because there's so, so there's just so much going on. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, the comedy store, you know, they get crowds, but there's 15 headliners on the lineup. Right. So. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to stand out? Like in a. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's hard. You've got like seven people on there that just had like a Netflix special released today or something, you know? Yeah. So. No. I mean, it's. Um, I, it's kind of good though, in a way that, because it's, it's definitely become an, like a second golden age of comedy, I think. Um, but this time I think it's, it's not going to crash like the last one because it seems to be booming because technology allows us to do like this, yeah. like have a podcast. So there's a lot of content that can be put out pretty easily, but because of that, like to stand out, you're, you've got to be really good. Where I think like the the boom in like the eighties and nineties was terrible just because like as long as you said you were a comic, you were gonna be put up somewhere. But like uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like now it's like your content is out there and it has to be good to stand out. Yeah, so. definitely, because there's more saturation. I definitely agree. Yeah. There's certain comics that n- were f- popular in the 90s that now people would be like why were they popular mm-hmm. yeah. but at the time like and it's also i think that humor is always changing so at that period people liked they related to them they identified with whatever they were talking about and that's what made them funny. yeah yeah oh. and it was and it was kind of the first comedy boom too i think so like um a lot of stuff that is easy material or would be considered hacky now was still sort of like people hadn't heard it i guess Mm -hmm. so like now it's been you know heard over and over again so you really kind of have to be original yeah although i I don't know if there's any like super original premises it's i don't think there's any original premises anymore but um but there's definitely original ways of presenting the premise though i totally agree yeah, Yeah. yeah and if you have like a very solid character or a very solid point of view. Right. Then the whole act makes more sense. Like, I think that Anthony Jeselnik, you know, he's his writing is amazing. Yeah. He's super funny. And a lot of his jokes are observational. But not everyone could pull that off because they're funny because we understand who he is as a character. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, it would be... I bet he... He had a really hard time at first oh, with yeah. that character. I'm sure it came off like terribly. Yes. And then he kind of had to like develop a following and stuff. It's what I would imagine. I mean, I don't want to pretend like I know. But, yeah, uh, I would. Th- <laughs> I would. I would think he had. If that was his always. If that was always his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was his shtick. Then I think he definitely had, mo- probably had problems in the yeah. beginning getting I, people on board with him. I just saw him in December in San Diego, and it was so fucking good. It was so good. Like I can't wait for like the special to come out you know like i haven't seen uh, him perform in a while what i I love about him is like you know kind of where you kind of generally know where his jokes are going and you know it's going to be something terrible until the very last second and then it's like like he catches you by surprise even though you know kind of what to expect you know yeah and that's like take some really clever writing, I think. To yeah, to he's do a that. great, great, yeah. great writer. My favorite joke of his is, "My mom should have died in 9/11." I think. <laughs> 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 that's 
that's a super good one. Oh man. He has this, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be on the special, but he, he closed out with this like 15 minute long abortion joke, basically like running abortion joke. And it was, yeah. It's, 15 minutes. Cause he does mostly one liners. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, he's telling a story and he's got like one liners within the story. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and it may not be 15 minutes, but he like but closes out. Like that long. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and it was really good. It'll, you'll, you'll, it'll be right up your alley. So, and everybody listening, it's right up your alley. (laughs) I don't know. Probably not, but he's definitely, um, he's got a very specific, uh, taste and humor, but yeah, I mean, but similar to you though, I would think. Yeah. I'm definitely heavily influenced by him for sure. Yeah. You do a lot of dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really funny stuff though. I like that. I like your Disney stuff. You always have really dark funny disney things (laughs) (laughs) like i think um i don't know i don't want to give away like any jokes really i'll just do this one you have an aerial joke about like it was definitely written by a man because only a man would trade in a voice for a vagina or something like that yeah yeah yeah. that's a super funny joke i I remember dying like dying laughing that might have been the first time i saw you actually yeah yeah and it's like real um I hardly ever make fun of like men as a gender. That's the only time I ever like take a dig at, at like men as a complete gender. And men, I feel like laugh more at the joke than women. Yeah, probably. I would think so. How do you feel about like um, the man woman dynamic in comedy? Like both as a, a comedian and then at like as people as like a fan of comedy. Well, um, I definitely gravitate. Well, I like both genders for comedy for Mm -hmm. sure. Like I would say I really like Sarah Silverman Mm -hmm. and then I really dig Jesselneck. I would say Jesselneck is my favorite comic. Yeah. Um, I like people that I identify with on some sort of a level. So I identify with him because I'm like, he's probably a pretty good guy at heart and he Mm -hmm. has all these horrible thoughts. Yeah. You hear, you hear a lot of stories about people talk that talk about him in real life about how he's the complete opposite of his character Character. on stage. Yeah. 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 And I think it takes a pretty nice person to play a really good villain. Cause I would say Mm -hmm. his characters, he's a dick. Yeah. Like a sociopath. Yeah. For sure. But he's like proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. And totally that's proud what makes it, it funny yeah. is that he doesn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. He owns it. Yeah. And I think that's funny. That is funny. There's um there's a thought um uh of like to really be a good person you actually have to be able to like uh search yourself for like and know what you're truly capable of, like like the horrific things that you actually could do Dude. in life if you were in yeah. the right situation, you know? And, uh, that, I think that is maybe you could almost apply that to him because like, if he is a really nice guy, but he has these horrible thoughts and says them, it's like, you know, at at least like, I mean, I I guess the idea behind it is you can recognize the horrible thoughts as they're coming and then like correct them. Yeah. So I don't know. That's almost like a good exercise, right? Like write horrible jokes. Like, yeah. And um not everyone could pull that off right that's what's cool about it is that he's got a really likable persona like as a bad guy yeah you like him as well like who's the uh the the serial murderer that 
they're Ted making Bundy. a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, he's like a likable. I mean, people. Yeah. If Ted Bundy like, was a stand-up comic, he would. He'd probably yeah. be just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think though that he's good looking. I mm-hmm. think you know he reads as good looking for sure. He's so a tall I, guy. Yeah. I think the act though works on someone like hit on a guy like him who's good looking, but I also think it would work with someone who looks super nerdy and like harm, like a, like mm. looking like a Woody Allen or something. Yeah, that's true. Of the juxtaposition. Yeah. Maybe, maybe deliver it in a nervous kind of manner. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 Um, there was, uh, that actually sort of reminds me of this one. I don't know. I don't know what his name was, but there was a comic uh, whose whole um, shtick on this video was like uh, he was trying to play like I think he was trying to play something off his phone, but it kept going to like a um, voicemail that he had gotten. And then like over and over, like he kept trying to turn it off and he would turn it off and then like turn it back on. And throughout the voicemail, you're like he's finding out that his like wife is was like in a bad accident or something and like dying it was like a really sad story but he was like this really nervous guy and he played it off as like I, it was really funny <laughs> i did a terrible job of explaining it <laughs> well there was juxtaposition Just, that yeah, yeah the yeah. voicemail was hard it was sad yeah 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 and uh and he totally played it off like it, you know like he did a great job of pretending like he was messing up and not trying to play it so it kind of bugs me though that the one thing that slightly uh, bugs me a little bit is that I wish he would get a little bit real, like a mm. little bit into his personal life. Yeah. Like talk about his girlfriends or his family and don't make them out to be psycho. Like say some real things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the only thing that I wish I could connect with. Yeah. With him. I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that because I like the idea that his, uh, his whole, um, comedy routine is it's completely fake. made up it's fake yeah so like anymore you hear you hear a lot about like telling your truth or like being honest on stage and um and that's the real way to do comedy and i don't know if that's really true i mean i think that's one way to do it and yeah, it can be I just good think if, as long as you're getting laughs yeah you're winning yeah so i like that he's do like he's that the guy that's 100 percent fake yeah yeah i mean because there's I mean, I can't really think of anyone else like, like him. big name doing it at I least. Can't yeah. Either. Yeah. So a total character. No, like I would say mm-hmm. Silverman's definitely a character. Yeah. But there's parts of her that she's saying that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She, um, she tried, she's, she's definitely a character that is, it's like, she's trying to be the anti her. Like, cause she says terrible things, you know, that are obviously opposite of what her views actually are. I know. Yeah. So it's like actually a really sweet person. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess you could, you could apply that to her cause it is, it is all fake, but then it's also obvious that like what her views actually are too. Yeah. So I guess that's the, Natasha Legiro is a total character. Yeah. That's dramatic. Like, yeah. 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 She's. I love her. She's she does seem a little hysterical in real life, um, but I don't know her, so that's just me being presumptuous. Yeah, I've word. never I've never seen her perform live. Um, I've only seen person. like videos. Yeah, I've only like seen videos. Heard her too. on podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and I think that I I loved it. She, I mean, <laughs> I I laugh at her. I think yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. 
Um, oh, so we were talking about uh, sort of um, the male-female dynamics. So when you were saying that, like, men and women sort of take your jokes differently, do, do you? why do you think that is? Like, what, what do you think the deal is? With my comedy... I know that I'm an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. I think that it's similar to Jesselnick where you're either going to be on board with it or you're not going to be able to stand me. Usually that's how I feel like people are. So when it comes to women, so I like last night I, I opened with my Barbie bit and there's a part where I go, my parents used to buy me Barbie, like, you know, specifically career ones. (laughs) And I say it like that. And the men thought it th- will laugh. <laughs> but some of the women will be like, oh, is she like an anti-feminist? I'm like, no. In my head, I know that that's what they're thinking. And then I'm like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then turn. But I think that men will laugh, will, won't will feel bad about laughing at things that they're not supposed to be laughing mm. at. I think women think twice because uh. we're more emotional. Yeah, and like maybe um, because of like the f- the feminism fight, like you don't want you want to make sure that you're you're being represented in a in the correct way. You think, or I don't know. I like always want the women in the audience to really like me. Mm-hmm. I do want them to like me and identify mm. with what I'm saying, and I think usually they do like me for sure, and like. But I do, there are certain things that they can't take. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a joke that men like that they don't like. Oh, I don't say this anymore. But men would laugh at it. If the audience is predominantly men, they would laugh. <laughs> Women won't. So I was talking with this former child star. And um, he told me he's never done any hard drugs. And I was like, you know, what a liar. What's he going to tell me next? He's never been molested. <laughs> so... <laughs> Men will laugh, women won't. Uh, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, I always kind of wonder about that because, uh, like, I, I wonder if it has to do with, um, you know, historically there being, like, comedy kind of being, do- like, a male-dominated kind of thing. So I was just kind of wonder if, like, like what the reason. So I was just kind of trying to take get your take on it. Um, because it does seem like men are willing to laugh at more. Yes, I yeah, think so. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. So I think it's easier for a man to get a man, like a man comic to get a female and male audience laughing than it is for like a female to get both laughing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. You, uh, you feel like that's been a challenge for you? I think my main challenge is that i'm an acquired taste yeah yeah i am but the people who like me really like me and then the people who don't just can't stand me yeah i don't think there's anybody who's in the middle yeah yeah i think that's a good place to be because then you're just like uh then like sex doesn't really come into play at all you're just like you're just the dark comic yeah you're just saying fucked up things yeah 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 that's kind of cool though yeah. I think that's that's a good place to be. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean like I did a college one time and it was all girls and I killed. Really? What yeah. college? It was oh gosh. It was local. It was like maybe in the OC area in that area. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, no problem. It, um but I uh, I I had a really great set. 
and it was my friends he he is a he's a psychology professor so he had comics come in and then they just discussed like the, like humor theories and what makes think what they think like is funny because uh-huh. there's no really nobody really knows why right. people laugh and so with me like one girl said well it's refreshing because i think we all have these dark thoughts and she just brought it to the surface yeah yeah that's true so i i think that's kind of um the fun thing about doing comedy too is like there's a lot of things that um i think there's a lot of feelings and thoughts that people have that like aren't really ever expressed and when you're trying to turn it into a joke then you kind of have to like go through that a little bit and figure it out yeah uh, which is nice yeah Yeah, i think it's really entertaining to find to figure out a way to make horrible things funny Mm mm-hmm yeah, the more horrible, like, if you can make a truly, truly horrible thing, like, I mean, we just keep going back to Jeslinik, but whenever a tragedy happens and then he's, like, on Twitter, like, instantly making a joke about it, like... I know. He does a really good job of I being know. funny. Yeah. Like, the Boston Marathon, he was like, some lines are just not meant to be crossed, <laughs> and today it's I, the finish line. Yeah. But he gets a lot of hate for that. For sure. Yeah. But for sure, but... But it's not, I mean, he gets a lot of love, too. I mean, that would oh, be a yeah. really easy thing to do and get so all clever. hate. Yeah. He's so clever with the way, like, uh-huh. he comments on news stories and stuff when mm-hmm. he, on Twitter, when he, he just, I mean, he's just great. Yeah, yeah. And he's such a good, ro- like, I would never want to be roasted by him. Holy no. shit. I think he's really good roasting, too. Yeah, he is good. Um, And y- are you still doing your podcast? Um, sometimes. Sometimes, because I haven't seen a post for it for a while. Yeah, I, I haven't. Okay. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks. You were doing it with a friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, first you were doing snark attack. Yeah, I did that for a little bit. Uh huh. And then now you're you're with a friend, and you guys uh, talk about like murders and yeah, bad we talk about or... murders and horror, yeah. horror stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Horror uh, movies, yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite serial killer? I think Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah, because he's charming. I think that Ted Bundy it's is really interesting to me because he won at life, but he chose to be a killer. He had everything going for him. Mm. Whereas, maybe that maybe that's why he chose because it was too easy. Like maybe life was so easy, so he was like, yeah. I think I'm gonna kill people. Yeah, it, and he got away with it for a long time. Yeah, and it's hard to get away with it. I think it's actually easy to get away with murder. Oh, God. <laughs> Back then, because they oh, didn't have yeah. cell phones. They didn't have ways to track you like now. Yeah, that's true, I guess. He didn't have a cell phone. When he did they discover have, DNA? I think DNA was the 80s. 80s. So he was killing people in the 70s. Oh, I think into the 80s. Nice. So. That's that was the golden age for serial killers. Yeah, I feel like they don't exist anymore. Mm. Do you think there's any serial killers that from that time period that we don't even know about like not that they haven't been caught but that we don't even know that they existed well i have this book of serial killers and there's literally thousands of them and i actually thought of a premise that what is is the book called i think i have the same one uh i got it from a friend it's i can't remember but it's red uh the one i have is black but it has like not thousands something something serial killers that's uh, okay yeah there's some pretty like gnarly ones disgust the, yeah they're uh, crazy ones like oh, uh, yeah. the uh what is this is it Ivan the impaler or i is it Ivan or the impaler one where he would put like people on a 
like a spike. Oh God, was that in that was that wasn't in America, right? That no, was in another country. No, yeah, that was a whole, and it was like a whole another century. And too, didn't they write Dracula off of him? Yeah, yeah, yes, uh-huh. yes, yeah. That was a really fucked up one. I know yeah. he was crazy. <laughs> yes, you know what he was doing though. He struck fear in the heart, literally in the heart. Literally, of I know. <laughs> That's slowly horrible, and literally that's yeah. a horrible way to die yeah um I, yeah i would think so i mean some people might be into it but <laughs> not it's not for me yeah. <laughs> not for me but i think i interrupted you though about, oh, no. i just uh, like i thought about how there's like a listers of killer of serial killers mm. very select few do we hear about this is true and huh? i don't understand why like was just Ted Bundy super interesting? Was the clown super? In- was John Wayne Gacy interesting because mm. he was a clown? Like, hmm. How I don't. Ed Gein too, right? That's yeah. another one. Ed he Gein. actually really was interesting because they. I mean, they. That's like where a lot of uh, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh-huh. and like a lot of those um movies came from, right? Like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, very uh, very like mother oriented. Right? Did Psycho come from him too? I think maybe. Oh, you know what? I think Psycho was inspired by him too. Yeah, because of the whole like it. It was like his mother that kind of dro- drove him to be crazy, right? Or am I confusing with, with someone? No, I do think that that yeah. Psycho was ins- kind of inspired by him. Mm. Yeah, because I think Ed Gein hated his. Mo- there was one in particular I know that hated his mother. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was him. And um, mother hate would really, I mean, that would really cause you to find a, a hobby like uh, furniture making or something like that, you know? Yeah, like where you're sawing things. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, isn't he the one? I Dude, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on this. Uh, that's why I'm talking to an expert. But isn't he the one that made like a lamp out of skin and stuff like that? Ew, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it, that's pretty gross. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite Jeselnik jokes too. Like, the tattoo. Oh, I love that one too. Doesn't you know how stupid that's gonna look one day? Over my <laughs> stretched lamp. out over my lamp. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke where I'm a serial killer. <laughs> is is that where he uh, he had your heart? It was that moment? <laughs> I just yeah. I mean, I just like the fact that he's. Stays in that he never breaks character yeah. ever. Yeah, I saw him um, one time. I was uh, at that back bar at the comedy store, and he came back there. All I got was waters, and um, like everything inside me wanted to be like I'm a big like, but like that bar is supposed to be for comics, you know. Yeah. I don't even think I was supposed to be back there, and uh, so like the only thing I mustered was like, hey. <laughs> And he was like super nice. He was like, "How you doing?" Like super like nice guy. But I really just wanted to be like, "You're the best ever." Hug me. I, don't know. I know. Yeah. He's probably warm and fuzzy on the inside. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. I think for sure. Did he? Uh, he dated Amy Schumer for a yeah, while. Yeah, he did. Yeah. How do you feel about her? I used to like her a lot more. Um, I do now. I think it's great that she is, you know, having a successful career. I think mm-hmm. that she's a really good, uh, like, performer. Mm-hmm. I really do like her older, like, special stuff better just because I identified with it more. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, she's always charming. I think she's super charming. Yeah, yeah, she can be. She can be kind of off-putting too, though. I think there's just something like um, I almost feel like maybe she got famous too fast or something, and like, like, and you can see it in her persona on stage. I think. Oh, that she knows she's famous. Like, yeah, like, uh, like, I think um, I don't know what the right way to phrase it is, but like, it seemed like um, when. Like, like I saw a special where I don't remember what it's called. Maybe Women That Kill. Yes. Right. Exactly. What you're and they talking. all got like 15 minutes yep, or yep, something. Yep. And uh, my that's interesting. A podcast just randomly started playing on my phone. Um, so on that special, she was like, I feel like she's super edgy. And then she had this great joke where she was like, does this dress make me look pregnant? And she's like you know what they say, dress for the job you want, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, awesome joke. And like, super clever and everything. And then, I don't know, I feel like, uh, like when the leather special came out, it was just her just saying things. Like, I didn't even feel like they were jokes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, to me, felt like she was expecting people to laugh just because, because she was famous. saying it. Yeah. That's how I felt. Which maybe happens because, you know, you got a show, so you're like, yeah. you're blowing all your like um creative energy on on one thing and maybe you're not putting it into stand-up which is like why louis ended up quitting his tv show was because he wanted to get better at his stand-up you know oh okay so i wonder if it's something like that well in her case you know if if i was amy i would just have writers writing everything for me (laughs) well (laughs) i think she had a lot of that is established and i would read through the, you know, mm-hmm. be like, this isn't me. I don't like this. Maybe I'll punch it myself. Mm-hmm. But I think because she definitely has charm, but I felt like her older stuff, like, I don't know. I just like bonded with her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I felt like the same she was way. my friend. Yeah. Like the first time I saw her was on that, you know, that woman Women that, that killed. Kill, and yeah. I just like right away, she stood out. And then I think the second time I saw her was on, um, one of the roasts. She was one of the, the oh, roast she was brutal. It was yeah. probably the Mike Tyson one. Yeah, or it was uh, Roseanne. I think is what it was. I think because I remember at the end Roseanne saying like, uh, "You're really good. You're gonna be like, um, you're gonna do really well or something to her." Uh, yeah, which like, that's at the time at the time was a great compliment. People <laughs> like. <laughs> agree with roseanne says you right know, on twitter and i know she's might she's be going a crazy through person a, like yeah. cuckoo yeah but to say that that woman doesn't have talent i mean she mm-hmm. really like was a trailblazer yeah she i think she was really fucking funny as a stand-up comic she destroyed carson the first time she went on mm-hmm. it and i think that her show is great yeah she paved she paved the way for women to be sort of like gritty and like rough and yeah you know like the um like the lampanelli's lisa Lampanelli, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I that kind her. of style yeah like i feel like roseanne kind of paved the way because before that even stand-up comics like women had to be or they were sort of supposed to be a little more girly i think yeah um and joan rivers too obviously joan rivers was like came out and was disgusting but like roseanne was like big girl really like grimy because, rough yeah so because joan used to like dress really adorable back mm-hmm. like yeah was, she like, was still pretty attractive and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
and like Roseanne kind of made it okay to be like <laughs> pretty <laughs> butch. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, did. she did, yeah. Like like she she was like the I mean even the whole Roseanne show was kind of like it was that rough mom that like would whoop your ass, you know, like yeah. that all of us or a lot of people could relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, not that my my mom was like that, but just I you know I see it. I, I think that I the family was relatable. Yeah. yeah. And, for the, and like that era, them and married with children exposed TV to families oh, who yeah. were like lower middle class mm-hmm. versus everyone else on sitcoms before them were pretty much upper middle class. Yeah. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. That was the show that actually, uh, I related to that show a lot. Married with children. Oh, I think that show was so funny. Yeah. I you think, can't get away with the stuff that they say now. People would be so offended. Dude, it's crazy. Like, but, like trying to reboot. Like, I keep seeing, like, all these reboots of movies and stuff. Could you imagine if they, like, rebooted um, Blazing Saddles? <laughs> you know, like, Jesus Christ. You would, like... <laughs> Like there would be riots in the street. You I know. know. Like, but at the crazy. time that was acceptable and considered funny at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Well, I still laugh at it. I still laugh. <laughs> yeah. I still laugh at it too. Just like I still laugh at married with children because I understand that Al is the victim. Mm-hmm. Even like when they're um, like objectifying women. I'm not laughing at the joke because the woman is objectifying. I'm laughing because he's the idiot in the joke. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think that's like a, something that I I feel like it was starting, it was kind of prevalent, but it's sort of dying off now is like people being offended at just the, I like just words, like without the actual, like without thinking about where those words are coming from, you know, like blazing saddles, there's a lot of racist stuff Uh in it, but they're making fun of people who are being racist. They're not actually like, yeah, you know what I mean? So they're not saying like racism is funny. They're like, parroting the people who are being racist and i think that was like a thing that seems like it's starting to go away a little bit but it's still kind of there like you just like make fun of something and it it includes like a little bit of like sexism or racism in the joke it just like can be totally taken out of context and like i think so too and i think labeled People complain too much. Like mm-hmm. it's just, like Al, all in the family's funny. It's not. We're not pray. We're not high fiving Al. We're laughing at him. For yeah, being a dummy. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. It's kind of similar with South Park and Cartman. Mm-hmm. But I think Cartman makes some really good points sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give an example? Um, <laughs> there's one. It's an old episode, and they're gonna be debating. And Cartman says, all you have to do is find out what's wrong about the opponent and then use that to discredit them, which is really clever because that's what people do all the time with politics. Mm -hmm. They're not actually fighting about this thing. They're fighting. They're saying, well, you can't do this because you were seen in college drinking and there's photos of you like what does that have to do with the situation right so right. he does make some really clever points sometimes yeah it has nothing to do with policy it's yeah like, i like i don't care if he gets blown by a hooker every week like as long as he's got policies that are gonna help me out like, yeah <laughs> you know yeah do, you, do your thing dude maybe yeah. that clears his mind so he comes up with great <laughs> ideas <laughs> do what you gotta do i don't care that's funny what are you, uh, that kind of made me think, uh, what do you, have you seen, um, the Avengers movie with Thanos? Oh uh, no. Like, 
So the premise behind it is he, you know, he wipes out half the universe and it's, it's totally random. He's not choosing who dies. What do you think about that? I think that's an awesome idea. (laughs) (laughs) Just the idea of like being able to get somewhere in like 10 minutes in LA would be fantastic. (laughs) You know, as long as it was fair, like you're not like choosing people based on anything. You're just, it's just like a lottery system. And then you're, they're just gone. Gone. Sounds good. We're, we're solving like the climate problem. You know, you get rid of half the people. Um, food problems are being solved. I think good, good on him. Yeah, that is good. That is <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sucks for the people who are get selected. Mm-hmm. Or go. like maybe if we had more like Dexter's, like if you wanted to. Oh it, yeah. Yeah, do do some serial killings to, to appeal to people like you. Like he only chooses the bad people to kill. I think so too. Like I think I wish we could train people like i think there are certain killers certain serial killers who they just want to kill they're mm-hmm. it's like in there because we're animals uh, at the end of the day oh yeah, yeah. If, if we weren't born in the society that we live in we would be nasty yeah, yeah. we'd be killing each other just 100 percent. Yeah. i mean like we still kind of already do it you know like yeah. we still go to war and stuff so exactly mm-hmm. and we so uh, and you know we're still murdering technically you know yeah. when you go to war and mm-hmm technically still i mean i think it's murder yeah 100 percent. you're taking someone's life yeah i mean you know it's it's going back and forth i guess a little bit but yeah yeah i don't know and then uh yeah if you had enough dexters start getting rid of some of the trash eventually you'd have to deal with the dexters though because what if they run out of bad people to kill that's true they still have the urge that's Mm. a good uh that's a good premise Mm. you know we turn them good kind of good yeah and what happens when all of the bad people run out and then it's we turn only... them on each other oh till there's till there's one kill left each other till there's one left that we have to take down yeah and and then but then there's only good people left who won't kill and then we have a problem because he's willing to but we aren't oh, yeah man. and then without the bad people a lot of jobs get eliminated because <laughs> police officers mainly, you know, forensic people, all these people lose uh, their jobs. This is true. Um, pimps. Yeah. Pimps is a big one. <laughs> There'd be no pimps. Hookers, all the bad people. I don't, are, are hookers bad? I don't mind. I honestly, I, I don't it's mind the hookers. Job. It's just a job. It doesn't, I don't think they're bad people at yeah, all. Yeah, use your resources. Do, yeah, I really... I, I don't look down upon stuff like hookers. Yeah. It's like, it's not really a crime. No, no, no. They're probably actually, they're probably preventing crimes because they're allowing men to release like frustration. Yeah, and that's and true. Things. And they mm-hmm. say that, um, I don't know how true this is, but some people like say that a lot of like, because mass shootings are usually by men that mm-hmm. it's like, kind of the root of it is sexual frustration yeah i I could see that so we legalize prostitution and probably give all the hookers capes because they're (laughs) (laughs) they're heroes really yeah (laughs) (laughs) saving the world one load at a time heidi fleiss was a hero yeah wait who's heidi fleiss she was um okay so in the 90s in the early 90s heidi fleiss was like a female pimp a madam 
Oh. And she would cater to like all of these celebrities and she got caught. Like she was making so much money. Really? Are there any like big celebrity names that so she had about? this little black book with like all of this Is and she never released it to the public. From? Like the, the idea behind a black book? I think the little black book may, maybe it stems from her, but she had oh. all of those celebrity contacts and people give her a high five for not releasing it because she probably could have made a lot of money. Mm. But I think she was afraid to release it and, scared she'd get murdered because of the illuminati yeah but i'm sure she probably had mafia guys in there oh yeah Yeah. when was this in the 90s you said yeah this was the early 90s so So there's still some lingering mafia stuff going on i feel like she had mafia in there i feel like she may have had politicians in there for Mm. sure and i think that politicians are behind a lot of people yeah probably most of them were politicians Politicians, yeah like 95 percent politician and then like three percent actors and yeah one percent athletes yeah. So athletes don't really care. Like they. Yeah, they probably sleep with hookers the less. Yeah. Oh man, did you hear about the Dwight Dwight Howard thing? Do you know who Dwight Howard is? A uh, football player. A uh, basketball player. He's um. Uh, center, and he was like really good and really famous for a while, but recently a transgender person like released a bunch of DMs from him and apparently he was like shacking up with this transgender person and uh th- she put him on blast <gasps> which I I don't know like I don't uh she was trying to say he was being abusive mm-hmm. and that's why she did it but when you like read the messages and stuff it I I think she was just trying to get some fame fame out of it yeah, yeah. but I mean it's hard to tell you know like why would anybody be that dumb though to have stuff documented? Like right, that? and the d- if like, I was famous, I'd be so careful about yeah. who I'm sending what to. Yeah, have have your friends slide into the DMs, yeah. try and set it up so uh-huh. there's no paper trail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, I do kind of feel well. If he was abusive, then fuck him. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you deserve to be like ridiculed uh-huh. and stuff. But if not, like I do feel kind of bad for him because. I mean, that could have potentially been an opportunity to make progress, right? Like a famous basketball player, maybe he gathers the courage to come out and be like, hey, I like Trent. Yeah, yeah. And then you're making progress. Yeah. But then just to have someone out you like that, like, uh, it's kind of rough. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, how do we, oh, the, what was her name? The madam. Heidi Fleiss. Heidi Fleiss. I'm going to have to check that out. How do you spell Fleiss? F-L-E-I-S-S. Okay, cool. Yeah, she made tons of money and she was like, 25 oh no shit yeah she was young like oh that's cool and making all figuring out how to make all this money and she said tax-free probably yeah. oh. and she would tell her dad oh i'm selling real estate <laughs> <laughs> she's i guess so i mean <laughs> you could call parts of a body real estate <laughs> i'm selling real estate <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm selling this uh, muddy field here i don't know uh, that was my attempt at a pun. I'm pretty sure it's... Charlie Sheen was one of her clients. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has AIDS, right? Uh huh. Oh, but so. my friend, my friend told me he used to come into the place he used to work at, and he was so cool. He loved him. He said he would tip me a hundred bucks on an espresso. Wow. So he's like, I'm cool with him. <laughs> like he tipped me well. That's he true. was a nice guy. Yeah. I, cool. I mean, he just seemed like he had a little bit of a breakdown or something, but that doesn't mean he was a bad person. No, I don't think so. I think he's really, like, cool and mm-hmm. just fun. Like, I don't think he's bad at all. Just a wild guy. Yeah, I just yeah. think he's a wild child yeah. at heart. 
I think most celebrities are probably good at heart, but I think the ones who have an image where they're really nice are really cunts. Mm. Like Jimmy think- Fallon. Mm. Mm. It's a tough one, right? I think there is a rumor that he's a an alcoholic, like real bad outside of work. Like you, do you remember when he hurt his hand and he had like a bandage on his hand for like a month or something while he was doing a show? Oh no! Uh, the story was that he um he was drunk and he like slipped in his kitchen and like <sighs> like pulled the all the skin and <laughs> meat off his hand. Yeah, Ew. I don't know if that's true or not. I just read into I yeah. read into these things and I just like to talk like they're true. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it fun. <laughs> yeah, I think Rachel Wright is probably a huge oh, bitch. She seems like a psycho. Yeah, yeah. I I get what you're saying now with that example. Uh-huh. Who's another one? Um, who's probably a raging bitch but tries to be nice? Um, I'm on the fence about Tyra. I feel mm. like she might be a raging bitch, but then on on the flip side, I feel like to some people she might be cool. So it might be who you are with her. That's probably true. Um, you probably have to kiss her ass a lot to be for, for her to be cool with you. I would think. Yeah, I know. In my heart, that J Lo is a cunt, <laughs> but like I, she's likable. It's so annoying because she's very likable yeah. in interviews, in movies. She's, she's you got always a nice like look. her. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just lo- like lovable. She delivers uh, her li- lines. I don't. Uh, the way she speaks is like she's yes. well spoken. You she's just like lovable. her. Mm-hmm. She hides it real well. Yeah. You can kind of see it in her eyes, though, I think. But she's really cunt. Yeah, there's something in there. Because I've heard from so many people she's a cunt. Yeah. But then, like, Judge Judy, who plays, like, a a total, like, raging bitch on TV, is probably, like, the nicest really person. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, she, uh, she was on that Norm McDonald talk show, and she was saying um, that I think, I think to this day, I might be, it was a while ago that I watched it, but... To this day, I think she still drives like some basic car, like a Corolla or something, and she shares it with her husband. So she's like super modest with her money, although she's like has hundreds of millions of dollars. I know she's so rich, (laughs) and she like won't give it any of it to her kids because she wants them to like. I I mean I think she helps like her grandkids and stuff out, but she like wants them to like take care of themselves sort of a deal independent yeah Yeah, but i mean she's so funny Mm -hmm. i love her show yeah but i'm interested to know if you know i know it's a real courtroom but i feel like she does things that i don't know if it's because sometimes she'll be like no that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) i don't she's the judge (laughs) that didn't happen like i don't know can they say that isn't that her job to judge like whether something (laughs) happened or not (laughs) (laughs) uh the uh according well on that norm show she was saying that uh the whole reason why she got into um like filming uh because she had been approached i think by some exec tv executives to film uh in the courtroom like several times and then uh the reason why she wanted to do it was because of all the bullshit things that happen like in family courts not she wanted people people like other courtrooms to get filmed to expose like how shitty like the process was. I thought that was kind of interesting, but then uh, she just blew up because she's got the great personality. She's got the personality. Yeah. She's entertaining. Uh-huh. No, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. 
I know. I know. She's straight up telling people to shut up in a courtroom. I know. And her facial expressions are so funny. I yeah. love it when they try and fool her. Uh, it's, that's the best is that these people are bird brains. Yeah. And they're trying to fool an yeah. expert. She'll tell them, I've been doing this a long time. Because <laughs> she's like 160, but she, she looks good for her age. <laughs> one time I don't know she, how she is. Actually. One time she told someone, look, you may weigh more than me, but you're not smarter than me. <laughs> And then another time, a guy was like, well, my baby mama, da, 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 da. And she goes, okay, your baby mama, as you say. <laughs> like, just hearing her hearing her re- repeat them, it's so funny. <laughs> People coming in there trying to use their ghetto yeah. language. And, yeah. Yeah, she's great. All right, so we're closing in on our hour. I try not to go over an hour okay. usually just because people's yeah. attention spans. spans. Yeah, so it feels like it's the right amount but um do you have like websites or shows or anything that you'd like to plug it's probably going to take me i've got a podcast to put out this week next week so it'll probably be like two weeks from now when i finally post it um so i post like all of my shows on my instagram which is just my name so it's easy to find jacqueline passaro and jacqueline's spelled funny Yep, J A C L Y N. Okay, cool. And I guess maybe spell Passero too. And then P A S S A R O. Yeah. Um. And any websites or anything that you need want to plug? Uh. Uh-uh. Nothing like that. Um. How about? Are you gonna do your podcast anymore? Um. We might. Yeah. It's like I feel like it's like on a hiatus or something. Uh. Okay. Well, how about if people want to listen to past episodes? What would they? Um. It's all. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's okay. called Dead Inside, so it's on <laughs> iTunes. It's on I don't know. I don't know why I didn't know the name of it because I've listened to it before. But yeah. that's a great name. That's like a perfect name for something that you would do. Yep. <laughs> it was. Uh, what is the girl's name that you do it with? Lucretia Lyon. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. All right. That's it. That's the show. Um, I apologize for this buzzing sound uh, in the intro and outro. I don't know how to make it stop. I think something is wrong with the equipment, um, the adapter that I use to record onto my iPad. So I may be needing to get a new one of those. I apologize for that. Um, But uh, super fun podcast. had a great time talking to Jacqueline. I hope you enjoyed her, and I hope you check her stuff out. Uh, Go to her... um, social media and a follower and i think she's gonna have a website soon um she was kind of messaging me about it not too long ago um so look out for that um and definitely subscribe to anything that she she puts out or you know uh go to her website and check out any content that she has on there if it's created um and hopefully it is and hopefully it's done soon because that would be awesome uh just like I said in the intro, and as always, uh, if you would like to be on the podcast, please contact me through social media or the contact link on my website, dustytunnel.com, tunnel spelled with two L's, um, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to have another one of these out with another fantastic female comedian in the next week, so look out for that, and uh, 
Yeah, I love you. Bye.